0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing on the church. And uh, we didn't get fancy entitling it. We just called it the church. So uh, you know what it's about. There you go. We're five weeks in. Remember the first couple of weeks I really wanted to um, and will continue to drive home the idea that the church is not a building. The church is not an event that that the church is people. Whenever you hear about the church in the New Testament, it's always referring to the group of believers from all time, from Jesus' time till now, or a group of believers in a specific place, but it's always about people. And with that in mind, that makes you the church. I'm the church. You're the church. We're the church corporately when we're here, but when we leave the building, the building is empty, but the church is still going strong, and it's out there, and it's with you, whether you're by yourself or with others. You are the church. And then I want that to resonate with you, because at that level, I think it has a bigger impact uh, on the way that you move through life. That you are the church. You're always the church. You're the body of Christ. And we're to live as the church. So, church then isn't just something that we do on Sundays or Wednesdays or Saturdays or whenever we do it. Um, we're the church 24 7. We're always the church. We're the, father, we're the body of Christ. And, and so, I just want that, like I said, to be planted in there and resonate with you. I mean, our, our language we're still going to say, hey, let's go to church, or we're going to go to church, and I get that. That's the corporate gathering, but it just it's not this building. It's not the facility. This is the facility of the church here, uh, our church, but um, the church is you guys all the time. So with that in mind, over the last couple of weeks, and I've started to develop the idea that since the church is people, that ultimately then it's about relationships. Um, it's our relationship with God. It's our relationship with the people of God, and it's about our relationship with the future people of God. And and I've said that um, these relationships are developed in the context of worship, discipleship, <clears throat> fellowship, and mission. And that these are the areas we're talking about uh, in this series. We've talked about the ideas now of worship. We talked about um, uh, I mean, um, uh, being a worshiping community—we talked about what worship is. We talked about what praise is. We talked about what prayer—that those are elements of a worshiping community. Community. Today, I want to start talking about what it means to be a discipleship community and what that looks like. And so, we're going to press into that today. That's our intro, heading into the main thing. I always do a bad joke. If I don't now, people complain. So, here it comes. The sergeant major growled at the new young soldier. He said, hey, I didn't see you at camouflage training this morning. The young soldier replies, thank you very much, sir. It'll get you later if you didn't get it. It's a classic. It's <laughs> Never mind. Pressing on. Scripture reading is here on purpose. Acts chapter 2. We've looked at this a couple of times, but I want to keep it in front of you. Verses 42 and following. They devoted themselves, this is the church, to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with all and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So the new church was doing these things that we were talking about, and um, with great success, they were adding to their number daily. And you know, that's our heart here. That's our mission. We'll talk about that. But we want to see one more lost child back to know the lord back to jesus back you know into the kingdom into the kingdom and we want one more until there's no more and so the early church is a model of that taking place and what they were doing was extremely effective uh, in adding people constantly into the body of christ into the church into the kingdom of god and so um we're we're looking at these things now as we as we continue on verse 42 of our, our scripture reading today um, that you know where it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching that could also be rendered as they persisted in the apostles teaching or they persevered in the apostles teaching and the idea is that the people were learning to live out the teachings of Jesus it wasn't about a buildup of knowledge but about their lives being impacted by his teaching see that's what set Jesus apart I mean among other things but one of the things that set him apart was that that when he taught people were changed people were impacted it did something uh, and and this is what's taking place now through the disciples and the the Apostles the, through the Apostles the Apostles are just doing the, the what Jesus had told them to do in Matthew 28 19 and 20 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the apostles were teaching the people to do the things that Jesus had told and taught them to do and what they're doing is helping these people that are being added daily to become disciples, that that this is the process that they're in. And and so discipleship is the process by which disciples grow and mature in Jesus. And as his disciples, we're to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit to live in him by doing the next right thing. And that part of this process is also helping helping um, other disciples on their journey to live and grow in him. So, so this is the idea of a discipling community, of a discipleship community, the church, um, is to be set up this way, that among the things that we do, uh, you know, we, we are worshiping community, we worship, we praise, we pray. As a discipleship community, community we come to learn, um, not just for a build-up of head knowledge, but so that it impacts the way that we live, and we call that here living by trying to do the next right thing, and that as other people come in through the, through the process, as, as people are added to the church, which is something that we see, that part of what we do is we also help them uh, as we can in the areas that we can. And this is an ongoing process of discipleship. And so that the, the people um, who, who have come in and have, uh, have continued to grow and mature in the Lord can then help others do the same thing, who then can help others do the same thing. And this process has been going on quite well now for the last couple of thousand years. And we're engaged in it. Remember, that's one of my favorite things. I I love thinking about being a part of the historical church. It needs to resonate with you that you're involved in the church. You are the church, and it's been going on for 2,000 years, and it's been following this process all along. People that that have come to know Christ grow in Him and then help others come to know Christ and grow in Him, who help others come to know Christ and grow in Him, and we're here because of the faithfulness of the people that have come before us and that we're now engaged in the process I love to think of it that way that that this is the church and we're still the same church that we read about in the book of Acts that continues to grow and continues to operate in him for him and and through him and by him certainly so I want to talk about this idea of discipleship over the next couple of weeks and sort of what it means and so the the first point in your notes is what is a disciple Um, it's hard to talk about discipleship if we don't know what a disciple is the dictionary definition of a disciple is is there it's one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another as um, one of the twelve in the inner circle of Christ followers according to the gospel accounts or um, is a, a convinced adherent of a school or individual so um, a disciple according to the dictionaries one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another uh, in the process Now, when we talk about being a disciple, we we have a tendency to to, to try and define a disciple as a person or or someone who who does certain things or who understands certain things. And while that's true to a point, um, it's not the only part of what it means to be a disciple. See, the heart of being a disciple is ultimately about loving God all in. That's at the heart of it. So it's more than what you do, and it's more than what you understand, and it's more than even what you say. Um, being a disciple is, is loving God all in heart, mind, soul, and strength. That we've come to know Christ, and now we, we want to live for Him to the best of our abilities. And, and it's in that loving um, of Him that, that then we will start to do the things that He wants us to do and understand the things that He's teaching us so we can live them out. It's not the other way around. Um, all those things come out of our love for Him. And that's what the good news is all about it's the heart and soul of being a disciple um, because of our all-in love for Him we do certain things and we understand certain things but that's how they come about and so really at the, at the, at the center of it all a disciple is someone who loves God all in heart, mind, soul, and strength and, and that needs to be in the mix now Jesus talks about disciples um, quite clearly in the Gospels but, but um, really, when he mentions it, um, there's, there's three specific references in the book of John, and there's three specific references in the book of Luke, where he talks about what it means to be my disciple. He says it just like that, um, you know, and he alludes to it in a lot of other places, but I thought that would be really helpful for us to, to see exactly what Jesus is saying about being, you know, one of his disciples, to be my disciple, he says. And so this week, we're going to look at the three um, verses in John, And then next week, I want to look at the three verses in Luke together as we talk about being a disciple. So second point in your notes is this. um, Jesus says this. If you hold to my teaching. Point number two, if you hold to my teaching. In John 8, 31 and 32, it says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we're really his disciples um, if we hold to his teachings. And what that means is, as I sort of gave that away in the intro and in the in the build up to this, is is that what we're trying to do is we're trying to put his teaching into practice into our daily lives. This is the this is what it means to be a disciple. We're not we're not just, you know, compartmentalizing our lives and okay i'm going to be this way on sunday um, and then the rest of the week i'm going to do whatever i want and the reality is as his disciple because i love him all in and this is what jesus taught what i'm going to try and do is i'm going to try and do what he taught every day all the time to the best of my ability none of us will get it perfectly but it's at the heart of, of the thing and i tell you that all the time you know when i start out each day my heart is to live all in for him it's my heart it's what i really want to do um, some days are better than others. Some days my flesh gets all in the way, my issues are up, I'm not, um, you know, uh, on the end of the day when I reflect on it, I think, wow, I really, really messed up in a lot of different ways today. But, but, but my heart is to live for Him. That's my heart. And, and, uh, and so, you know, this is very important. And so beyond sort of a head knowledge, we're trying to put this stuff into practice. Because head knowledge is one thing. And head knowledge is, you know, understanding these things is a good thing. It's part of discipleship. But it's... If it doesn't connect and engage with you and change the way you live, you're missing something. Because that's what should take place. It should change the way that you live this thing out when you're, when you're following him and being his disciples. So he said, okay, so that's part of it. If you hold to my teaching, that's one of the things disciples do. Here comes another one, point three. If you love one another. He said, if you love one another. John 13, 34, and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So here's another pretty clear-cut definition of what it looks like to be a disciple, um, that we will love one another. We will love well. We will love extravagantly. We will love as Jesus has loved us. Now, I want you to um, understand that that should make you go, wow. Um, That should impact you pretty significantly, because that's pretty big, Jesus loves us in a pretty significant way. Um, through our messes, through our, you know, betrayals, through our choosing to do our own thing, Jesus loves us with this amazing love. And, and in effect, to be his disciples, what he's calling us to is a life where we're living examples of his love. Now again, please, when I say those things, please don't go, well, I can never do that. We, we can't do it apart from the help of his spirit, and we're going to mess up sometimes. But it needs to be, again, what we're shooting at, in this life, that we love well, that we love beyond the way that we can even love in our own strength. You know, in First in in Corinthians 13, it starts to describe what that love looks like. Most of you know those verses. I always kind of laugh because it starts, love is patient, and I always go, oops, because I, I, I can't, I'm stu- oh, I hate it that it started with that. We should it started with some other ones. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, love keeps no record of wrongs, if anybody getting stopped, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, always, uh, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, you can look it up, um, that, that's how we're supposed to do this thing as his disciples. And it's it's right there in front. That's how he loves, and he, we're supposed to love like him. And I think, wow, that's that makes me really say, I mean, wow. And, and like I said, I can get stuck right at love is patient. Just wish we to start with a different one. I didn't put that down there on purpose. It's first on purpose. It's, it's like, ah, oh, if I'm not getting that one, I just can't even. I can't. Ah, love is patient. And then there's a kind of a trap. I, I don't say this to everybody, but you go, okay, well well then I I guess I can have to ask God to help me with my patience and that's a terrible prayer because then he does and it's never fun (laughs) when you ask God to help you with your patience he does and you won't like it because the only way you get better at it is to have to and it's no fun to have to so it's a it's a catch just work on it ask God ask God to help you and he will help you to love but think about what that looks like in the process Um, Four, if you remain in me, if you remain in me, Jesus says, John fifteen five through 8, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So if we remain in him or abide in him, we'll bear much fruit, which will show that we're his disciples. So these are the three verses in John where he talks about what it looks like to be his disciples. Um, If we hold to his teachings, and then if we love one another, and then if we remain in him and bear fruit, then that means we're figuring this out, and being his disciples. Now that word, um, how do we remain in him, that's a pretty good question. A couple of quick verses about what that means, to to abide in Him or remain in Him. Um, uh, Scripturally, just defining it scripturally, remaining in Him, one thing is is believing that He is indeed God's Son. 1 John 4.15, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in Him and He in God. That's that whole picture of abiding. And also, again, it's about doing what God says. 1 John 3.24, those who obey His commands live in Him and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gives us. So this is pretty cool um, because not only are we, we called to, to um, he, he wants us to do what He says, to follow His teaching, to live for Him, to live in Him, all in, heart, mind, soul, and strength. But, but uh, He doesn't leave us in our own. Uh, he, 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 he gives us His Holy Spirit in order to do these things. And even when I talked about loving well, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. Uh, and it's, it's, it's his love that we love with. Um, it's, it's, um, that agape love comes as a fruit of the Spirit, and you can't develop it without and apart from the Spirit of God. And so he gives us everything that we need in the Holy Spirit to live for him, which is pretty cool uh, when you think about it. So not only does he say, okay, this is what you'll look like being my disciple, but I'm going to help you along. Here's the Holy Spirit. I'm put him in you, and he'll dwell in you and live with you. And he'll help you if you let him, and you yield to him, and he'll help you to become a disciple and, and uh, to love me all in. So that's sort of the first piece of this puzzle. It's not really a puzzle. The first explanation of this idea of what we're going to talk about. And and then next time when we get back together, um, we'll talk about verses in Luke where um, Luke says, you can't do this and be my disciple three times. There's things that we can't do and be a disciple. Pretty interesting. He's got a different take on the whole process. And, and uh, um, But now we have these ideas of what it looks like to be a disciple and, you know understanding that part of being a disciple is helping others along the way to grow and mature as we continue to grow and mature in him and and thinking about you know these things holding to his teaching living by trying to do the next right thing loving one another First Corinthians thirteen four through 8, kind of love wherever we can and, and abiding in Him, knowing that, he's, um, that Jesus is the Son of God and that, that um, we, can, we can live in and for Him and that He gives us, He sends the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and He'll empower us then to do the things that He calls us to do. So that's the first part of this uh, that we're going to talk about. It's good enough for today. And if you're watching my video or on television, we appreciate that very much and uh, please come and visit us whenever you can. If you need prayer, go to our website. There's a place for prayer. We'll pray for you, and we'd love to see you here um, when you can come and be a part, but that's our time for today.